This week on Hyperspace Broadcast, the Dark Tournament reaches its zenith and its nadir. everyone and welcome once again to hyperspace broadcasts a show where two real friends dig through tsunami's back catalog and try to determine what if anything is worth revisiting i'm michael doke and i'm peter eby and this week we are finishing our coverage of yu yu Hakusho with episodes 54 through 66 the dark tournament is finally over uh we will be getting back to yu yu Hakusho at some point in the future but uh for now we're going to bid it adieu everybody go home <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, the the dark tournament, man, it's it's pretty much done. Uh, the final round is about to begin, but problems arise because uh, neither team has five members. Team Togoro never has, and Team Urameshi yeah. is missing Genkai, so they only have four. So this has never been a problem in the past. Team Urameshi has fought with three members on multiple occasions, but for some reason now it matters, and they <laughs> yeah, have so to have the... five people. <laughs> The constantly nebulous rules of this tournament, front <laughs> yeah, by right. the tournament committee who Sakio murdered all of already. Yeah, right. There is no committee anymore, even though they make a reference to the committee later in a way that's kind of funny. But anyway, uh, Sakio steps up to provide the fifth member of Team Taguro, and Koenma steps up to provide the fifth member of Team Urameshi, uh, except that Koenma, being kind of a coward has a jetpack that he's planning on using to escape if he actually has to fight. Yeah, a hidden jetpack, which is great. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, also, he enters with, like, all this fog and stuff, and is like, this must be magic, and it's just dry ice. Like, there's there's a lot of funny little details in this arc. Uh, for example, yeah. Koenma's ogre joins uh, Koto as a co-announcer in a way that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, because, his, because of his dead-end job, in quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right um also we gotta talk about kuwabara's new costume because we, oh, we teased yeah. it last time it is amazing kuwabara so has switched to a like uh, an all-white costume with a white like duster with no shirt under it just open yeah. at the collar a sarashi and white pants and he looks ridiculous He's but really awesome it's got the yeah they got a white bandana as well yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the yeah. The shirt says great. something on the back, which is sadly yeah. untranslated. I'm gonna assume it's Batman, much like Vegeta's shirt. <laughs> Forgot about the Batman shirt. I I'll never forget the Batman shirt. Oh. That's like my favorite Dragon Ball Z piece of clothing, which is saying something because there's a lot yeah, of yeah. stupid clothing in that shirt. You show. don't like Goku with two U's on your hat. Yeah, that Piccolo is wearing because he's borrowing clothes, <laughs> presumably. Oh, uh, what a fun show. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, we will later, probably, because it's Yu Yu Show, and we always talk about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z in yeah, the context we, of Yu Yu Show. nothing else to compare to, because we are basic. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so anyway, Kuwabara is the only fighter on Team Urameshi who doesn't know Genkai is dead. Everybody else has independently sensed it and confirmed it. Um, and no one wants to admit it to him because they don't want to admit it to themselves that Genkai is dead. This will come into play later in a way that's a little silly, honestly, because like 
Kuwabara has been built up as the character who is most attuned to spirit senses. So I'm not yeah, really strange. sure why he doesn't know, but whatever. He didn't pick that up, yeah. Anyway, the first match is Kurama versus Karasu. Karasu, you might remember, is the dude with super long hair and like a mask, and he causes people to explode by touching them. Yeah, um, he's like one of the most anime-looking guys. Yeah, pretty much. You could imagine. Now, this is <laughs> going to be... Definitely like cool 90s edge look to him. <laughs> right. So this is going to be my zenith, uh, episode 55, The Beast Within. Uh, Karasu's true power is revealed, which is that he can store energy in objects that he creates with that energy, and then they explode. So basically, he's just making invisible bombs everywhere, uh, and they're like demonic bombs, which is kind of cool. Except one time when he just makes a regular-ass hand grenade, which is funny. Cause <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I guess he just stopped trying at some point. Um, so it's kind of like Gambit, but he can like, but the cards are invisible and they can float. <laughs> yeah, right. And he can just kind of make the cards himself. Yeah. Um, so Karama has taken the juice of the fruit that allows him to transform into his demon form, Yoko Karama. But he has to stall Karasu for a bit before he transforms into Yoko Karama. Uh, and then there's a point where he gets blown up by a bunch of bombs and it seems like he's dead. But the dust clears and it's Yoko Karama. And... Then we get some truly amazing anime shit talking. Like, oh, yeah. Legitimately, this is a master class of just anime characters trash talking each other. For example, uh, Kurama, or Yoko Kurama rather, claiming that he has enough respect for Karasu's class of demon to bother fighting him at all. Like, <laughs> it's it's Perfect. that kind of stuff, and it's brilliant. Especially after, There's... like, getting his ass destroyed for so long, and then just coming back, and he's like, no, you just unleashed the real version of me, and uh, I guess I'll bother with you. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess oh, I'll yeah. bother fighting you. Um, it's satisfying. There's one point where, you know, he has some plant thing, and it's uh, it can sense movement, and he has some line where it's like, oh, it must have sensed your trembling in fear. It's locked on to <laughs> yeah. you, which is one of the funniest lines in the show, so good. honestly. <laughs> uh, and really, that's why I like this episode. Like, it's it's nice to see Yoko Kurama. Like, it's especially nice for a villain that's been as built up as Karasu is to see this kind of turnaround. And yeah, just yeah. The, the trash talking is truly legendary. It's really good. So what it comes down to is kind of once again, honestly, uh, Kurama using his life energy to send a plant into Karasu without Karasu noticing, and the plant grows out of Karasu's wound and just, you know, totally devours his body. Unfortunately for Team Urameshi, uh Kurama was down for over 10 seconds, even though he was yeah. never given a 10 count before killing Karasu, so technically it's a win for Team Taguro even though Karasu is yeah. very, very dead. For um, some stupid... It's the classic, like, bullshit shenanigans that they just have to have in every <laughs> every episode of this arc, apparently. Yeah, right. Every, There's, like, uh, every round. Yeah, yet another time when the, a fight is just stolen from Team Arameshi for no reason. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, Garama was on the ground for, like, 10.3 seconds. And, well, that's that's 10 seconds, technically, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really know who's making these calls because Sakio's on the field, but uh, whatever. Next up, we have the fight between Hie and Bowie. Bowie oh, yeah. is the Ronin Warriors-looking guy, like, the, the guy who's, like, the huge, <laughs> heavy hold samurai on, armor. Hold on, hold on. You mean the Ronin Warriors because he kind of yes, looks like Talpa. Yes. 
it looks like Taupa. Bowie, of course, ends up taking off his armor after some fighting with Hiei, because Hiei is like, oh, I've, I've incorporated the Dragon of Darkness Flame in my arm, you know, like, yeah, he's right, a his arm's all weird. And, you know, he, so he, Bowie takes off his armor, which means his power is going out of control, too. And it's basically just right. this crazy, almost pretty DBZ kind of fight where, like, it's lots very... of just. Tr- lots of terrain destruction and like the power's going everywhere it's out of control water spouts coming out of the ocean and you know like right yeah right. it's really dbz in that sense like so much like destruction around them just because of their immense energy well and they have and, huge uh, battle auras like that's Bowie's yeah. whole deal is that he has a battle aura and the reason he wears the armor is not to protect himself from opponents but <laughs> to uh protect opponents from his aura that he can't control yeah. and so they have this big fight uh, eventually he takes down Bowie, of course, but, uh, it's the, the exact mechanism by which he does that is he absorbs the dragon of the darkness flame into his body and then, you know, kicks Bowie's ass and refuses to kill him, even though Bowie begs for death. And we see a little bit of Bowie backstory. I'm saying Bowie a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect. He fought Togoro and Togoro's like, you could become stronger. And then he did basically Togoro kind of enslaved him yeah yeah right right so uh he wins and he goes over to all his friends and he's like you better not let me down because i'm about to pass out because (laughs) i have expended way too much energy and then he proceeds to pass out and of course this fight was so insane that the ring is actually just completely destroyed (laughs) right which i really like that they they call the fights they're like okay we got to put the fights on hold for a second (laughs) because the ring is actually just gone we need to fly in a new ring basically yeah and so he gets a little bit of time to recover as they're like waiting but (laughs) togoro himself just goes over and brings over the ring from the old arena right so this just muscle monster man carrying this massive massive like <laughs> stone yeah, circle yeah, yeah it's great just it's so perfect it's like yeah of course like he's so strong he could just carry on one hand this gigantic yeah, yeah he has it like on his back platform. like and this also leads to one of my favorite yusuke lines from the arc which is does anyone <laughs> yeah. care if i puke on myself while watching togoro carry this massive <laughs> yeah. thing it's like i'm gonna yeah. have to fight that guy i am totally screwed yeah right <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, so fortunately, he is uh, back in shape to at least shit talk people. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he can stand around. Yeah, but in the interim, we also get uh, Sakio telling Togoro's backstory and Shizuru overhearing this because she's attracted to Sakio and she kind of follows him as uh, he and Togoro wander off. Sakio's backstory is okay basically he was like i grew up in a middle class family but i didn't really want to be middle class and for a while i worked at a pet store and tortured animals to death (laughs) anyway eventually i discovered gambling and that became my passion and shizuru like swoons over this awkwardly even though he just talked about torturing animals to death working at a pet store i don't know if i'd say she swoons over that moment it just seems like not that moment but but, you know generally it does it does hilariously kind of seem like it's not a deal breaker (laughs) it really isn't like yeah she's kind of okay with it but i guess her brother no actually her brother's kuwabara who loves kittens so i feel like that would especially be a deal breaker for her uh whatever so he's a changed man he discovered gambling (laughs) yeah right right he discovered gambling and now he's gonna build a portal to hell uh so 
now we have Kuwabara versus Elder Toguro, who is the shape-shifting Ooh. guy. And Elder yeah. Toguro is pretty much invincible because he can shapeshift. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Can... He's, it's, it's, it's Sandman again, or not Sandman, Mudman? What's that fucker's Clayface? name? <laughs> That's right. Sandman's a Spider-Man villain. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is very much like Clayface. Uh, and we get some really cool animation here, like Elder Toguro can shapeshift. And as we mentioned before, shapeshifting is always really cool in anime because you could yeah. you just get to see it all and it's uh the sky's the limit they can yeah, do whatever exactly. they want they he, can do anything he does like kuobar just runs in and slashes at him and like cuts through the, the like basically cuts him into a third vertically and it's like really yeah, gross right, right. Like, just like cuts him in sinewy. half kind of yeah and like uh and then he just stands there and he's fine <laughs> Well, oh, and then, it's not even oh, yeah. that. He's like, oh, That's that right. was a decoy of me. I'm actually behind you. Yeah, <laughs> like... he can form a full full decoy of himself with his hand. So right, he just, like, right, makes right. a puppet under the arena and, like, reaches behind him. It's just, like, the craziest. They do some really wild ideas with that. Yeah, they do. So, uh... Toguro eventually taunts Kuwabara, and this is where Genkai's death comes back into play because he's like yeah she's dead and your friends didn't even tell you and let me give you this really grotesque puppet show while i explain my backstory basically (laughs) while turning my arm into a version of genkai that i can age horribly and like mock her memory basically um kuwabara is really pissed off with his friends because of this and also you know he's upset by the death of genkai and he turns his new spirit sword which is super cool and even more of a lightsaber now because he just has a hilt that he carries around that it extends out of um he turns it into what is basically a spirit fly swatter and literally yeah (laughs) like crushes elder Togoro into the arena with this big disc of energy just completely obliterating him (laughs) because togaro is just like wait a minute what (laughs) like (laughs) It's like nobody expected this shit to happen. (laughs) Right. And it's also awesome to see Kuwabara just annihilate Togro like this because he's been such a goofball and like pretty much useless through the rest of of this arc. So it's really cool to see him win very definitively. Um, But wait. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. But he he gets out of the ring and punches Yusuke in the face for lying to him. And then everyone's like, no, we didn't lie. We just didn't tell you. That's fine. And he's yeah, like, yeah, all right. right, well, fine, I guess. You didn't sense it. It's like, okay. Right. So Sakio steps up instead of the next fight taking place and basically oh, says, right. look, I don't want to fight. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to bet my life against the results of this next match, basically making it so that Yusuke versus Togro, regardless of who wins, that team is the winner of the entire tournament. And Koenma accepts this bet. And so it's about to be Togoro versus Yusuke, the final fight. But wait, Elder Togoro's still alive. He actually sunk into the arena to avoid Kuwabara's attack. And he basically is like, I can do whatever you want, bro. I can be a machine gun for you and you can just murder Yusuke right now. But he's just like, and, and and he gets up and he starts shit talking and he talks like, talks shit about Genkai and like, talks like grody shit about Genkai to the point where he's like, oh yeah, she, they used to have the hots for each other. Oh yeah, she used to really, you know, they used to get it on. And then like, Togoro just walks in, like the younger Togoro, the real Togoro just walks <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, the big one. <laughs> and just 
<laughs> just like looks at him and just like punches him into oblivion. <laughs> right, he right. He just punches his brother, and his brother just splats and completely evaporates and dies. Right, because which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, young Toguro is incredibly powerful, and I mean, yes, it's established that back in the olden days, uh, he and Genkai were lovers. So, I mean, this guy is. A, talking shit on the memory of a dead woman who used to be someone that Toguro cared about a lot. Yeah. And also B, like, saying, I'm going to cheat for you, bro. Isn't that cool? And Toguro wants this fight to be fair. Uh, he wants to yeah, fight Yusuke yeah. for real. <laughs> one of those really satisfying moments. It's just yeah, like, no, it is what amazing. If, what if it's like Cell coming back from one cell, but then someone just murders him. <laughs> like a cooler villain shows <laughs> yeah, up and murders right. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that would be very cool. So we have Yusuke versus Toguro, and oh boy, get ready, because there's a bunch of stuff that happens. Uh, yeah. First of all, Yusuke's power is insufficient to kill Toguro, despite the fact that he's been, you know, greatly enhanced by the spirit orb from Genkai. And Toguro basically says, I don't even have to use my full power to defeat you. Like, I, I can literally yeah. just beat you without doing anything. You're nothing to me. I'm disappointed. But yeah, then yeah. <laughs> I'm not Yusuke... mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but then Yusuke reveals that he's wearing spirit cuffs, which are basically weighted training clothes for your spirit energy. Yeah, um, yeah, you just like... Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> just it just like, weighs you down so you can't use it to your full potential. You need to, you know, you need to use so much energy just to move. Uh, they introduce this concept the using. They introduce this concept using uh, a thing they've done a couple of times, which I don't know how I feel about. Where they like flash back to training, which we, I thought we saw all of, but apparently not. Uh, the cave training, and they're like, "Oh, Genkai actually taught him this." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it's like almost right, a right. retcon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but I don't hate it's it. Kind of, it's, it's, it's a not... cool reveal, I think. Uh, because yeah. it's like, no, actually, I wasn't using my full power. And then they have a little bit of a shit talk conversation where it's like, "Yeah, you yeah. thought you could beat me with those on?" It's like, "Yeah, kinda." Like, <laughs> I hoped that I could anyway. I thought it was worth a shot. Um, so. Toguro amps up to 100% power and he looks ridiculous. Like he just, he, he kind of becomes a capital T with arms over the course of this where like yeah. his head is just so just sunken into his giant muscly body. Like his skin turns gray and he has these little smoke stacks coming out of his arms <laughs> yeah. that start yeah, his absorbing the souls traps of everybody. get so insane they just become smokestacks right and of course there's plenty of classic shonen bullshit like toguro flexing and yusuke getting a cut on his cheek because he toguro is so yeah. strong that if he flexes yusuke gets hurt by it gets blasted um, by it yeah. <laughs> yeah right uh he toguro's smokestacks start absorbing the souls of all the demons in the audience like he's just murdering everybody in order to power himself uh and so he just starts annihilating yusuke like yeah. there's there's really no contest at all and at this point toguro says well okay like this is disappointing you probably could be much more powerful so i'm gonna need to do something to bring out that power what can i do and genkai's spirit uh possesses who the furby-esque <laughs> 
like a manifestation of Yusuke's spirit energy. Yeah. Uh, so she comes in and basically says, look, Yusuke is so repressed that like there, there's a wall between his potential and the power that he uses. And the easiest way to break through that wall is to kill somebody that he loves. So <laughs> Toguro's like, all right, who's it going to be? He's case like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> right, right. Which, if, in fairness, she's like, look, he's going to kill. He either, if you lose, he kills everyone and we're all fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like he, you, this, this is how it has to be, unfortunately, because you're so repressed. Like he has to kill somebody you love. Uh, so Toguro chooses Kuwabara. No. And I believe that goes, oh, it doesn't go quite to your thing, but yeah, he, he kills Kuwabara. Kuwabara tries to go out fighting and Toguro just one shots him and Kuwabara yeah. falls over Take care over of my dead. cats. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he has some wonderful Kuwabara lines before he just like goes in fighting, which is, I, I love that he goes out fighting and isn't just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he gets annihilated immediately, but he at least yes. tries, which is nice. Yeah, he kills him with uh, yeah. almost like a Fist of the North Star move where I feel like I've seen that. Not like a head explode bullshit, but like just the yeah, stabbing just, someone with five fingers to the chest. Yeah, right, right. That's very Fist of the North Star. And cool bar just goes down. Yusuke loses his shit, of course. Yeah, like, right. And achieves that final power, which, you know what? It's like this. We've seen this before in anime. Of course, DPC. Yeah, right. It Krillin happens all the Super time. Super Saiyan and stuff happens all the time. Still pretty awesome. Don't care. Right. <laughs> and this is like your favorite something... episode of this block, right? Yes. This um th so this leads right into my favorite episode, which is the one right after this happens. Um that happens basically at the end of episode sixty-three. So my favorite is episode sixty-four, Togoro's Desire. This is like the final, final battle against Togoro, and it's starts with Yusuke being like full power, ready to go. And one of the things I really liked about it is that is the way that Yusuke thinks about Kuwabara and thinks about uh, how he can't forgive himself for being so repressed. Um, right, and, yeah, like, yeah. There's the, part of what I really like about this episode is how they handle Kuwabara's death. Right. It's, it's also worth mentioning, because it happened at some point during their fight, that uh, Toguro revealed that he actually hadn't powered up to 100% when he said he did earlier. He oh, actually has yeah. another even more grotesquely muscular form. <laughs> That is his true 100% power. And at this point, like, I know I already said this, but he very much is just a capital T with arms hanging off the ends of the T part. Like, he, he has no head or neck. He's just yeah. a gigantic bicep flexing into eternity. Like, he looks yeah. totally ridiculous. Just a massive meat mecha, again, but like, <laughs> yeah, pretty real much. thick. Like, it, before it was just kind of a meat gun, but now he's like a meat... Um, thick gundam <laughs> yeah now he's a meat big o basically <laughs> yeah and so we end up having this like final battle where it's of course you get like the huge crazy beam struggle but it, it's really neat because like yusuke puts everything into this final like spirit uh spirit gun blast and Togoro is like holding it back and while holding it back starts like <laughs> his muscles start like exploding <laughs> yeah yeah blood explodes really out of him gross. much like uh, yeah. yusuke in the cave <laughs> yeah yeah classic and he ends up like absorbing the whole thing, and you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> Togro fucking won! Like he's gonna kill Yusuke." And then he just collapses, and Yusuke ma manages to get back up after collapsing, and is declared the winner. Um, yeah, I, I I really like this episode. I mean, you know, it's just 
final episode shit. You just get all the hype going, you know. You can't you can't really deny that at some point. Right, right. And and um, I'd agree that it handles uh Kuwabara's death yeah. fairly well also. There's one thing that I kind of forgot about, which is that Yukina cries pearls, and so we have yeah, this like slow mo shot of uh just her crying and like pearls just scattering around at her feet because Kuwabara's dead. <laughs> Um, which is nice. Like they, they, it's handled really well. Like it's actually pretty emotional to see Kuwabara die like this. Cause it's so, I don't know, kind of pathetic in a way, but like heroic at the same time. It's, yeah. it's handled well. Strangely, this is followed up immediately by my nadir. <laughs> yup. I wonder why. Um, episode 65 out with a bang. Now, I didn't hate this episode St- straight up. Say that right there. There's one aspect of this episode. I really didn't like, and it happens right in the beginning. Right. Uh, Yusuke it feels upset. He can't celebrate his victory because Kuwabara is dead. But uh, oh no, Kuwabara is not dead. No, nope, <laughs> Kuwabara just alive. stands back up. He's fine. He was faking his own death, and it turns out that apparently Togro was pro- probably missed intentionally in order to like just make this happen it seemed like it he seemed actually kind of hesitant about killing one of yusuke's friends yeah we will get into this later Uh, right there's (laughs) there's there's a lot to talk about with uh some of these final moments of the show kuwabara just gets back up and i do really like that um (laughs) yusuke after like pouring his heart out and and again having more like really good dialogue about losing his friends and like how what did this any of this bullshit mean you know like god damn it and then right. cool bar gets back up and yusuke just beats the shit out of him which i really liked <laughs> despite really not liking that cool bar came back that way yeah, um, it is it is a little funny that they immediately start fighting he's just like you bastard like how dare you do yeah. this to me yeah 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 but like it sucks because it's like yeah, Yusuke's death speech was really good. He had like some interesting perspective on it, how he got in touch with his emotions, and like part of that I think is like the theme of the entire fight is like breaking down these walls of masculine repression, which I actually thought was really cool. And then yep. immediately that's followed up by no, the death was actually fake, so mm-hmm. this doesn't matter, <laughs> uh, which was kind of upsetting. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I have that, a lot to say about this. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. So both of us do. Uh, the, now, beyond that, what happens in this episode? Um, Sakio ends up pushing a button to detonate the arena <laughs> yeah, in like right. ten minutes. I think. Yeah. This no, is I after... think it's I think it's fifteen minutes. But yes, he has yeah. like a umbrella corporation slash planet <laughs> Zeebs style self destruct system yeah. on this arena. Um. There is. Uh... <laughs> There's like a, a slightly kind of awkward in context and extremely awkward out of context moment where Keiko is so dazed that Yusuke has to slap the shit out of her to make her wake up in order to yeah, save her right. from the arena collapsing. Um, but it's very cartoonish and she punches him back real hard and that makes it great. <laughs> yeah, that uh, makes it okay. It's fine. <laughs> Don't at one point, some it. rubble's about to fall on all the girls and Kuwabara runs in. He's like, no, Yukina, I'm going to save you. I'm your samurai in shining armor. And Hiei hilariously quips, why did Togoro miss? <laughs> <laughs> right, why didn't he just kill him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, other than that, they literally run out of a giant explosion. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, at we one point, also... they're saved by the uh, by the other the the tournament bros, the Jin and right, uh, right, uh, Chu Ice and all those Man, other demons that Chu they fought previously who survived. Yo Yo Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get a little bit where Sakio is like, 
yeah, no, I'm destroying all of my research too. Like the, the, there's not going to be a bridge between worlds anymore. And Shizuru's sad that he's about to perish. So he throws her his lighter. Oh yeah. She gets a cool, nice engraved lighter. Yeah. Right. Out of the whole deal, which honestly, win, win. She gets some, <laughs> watch some cool fights, win a lighter. Like, yeah. And <laughs> frankly, like about. probably dodged a bullet by not getting with Sakio at any point. Cause <laughs> he seems like a real monster. Definitely did. Um, <laughs> uh i do yeah i do like that he's like ah yeah i'm enough of an egomaniac that i don't want anyone i don't want anyone realizing my plan except me so i'm gonna blow this shit up (laughs) like kind of some self-perspective there that i liked even though self-perspective inserted into like kind of a dumb trope of like yeah i have to self-destroy everything right (laughs) (laughs) right right gotta blow everything up at the end of this we need closure right yeah so yeah everyone runs away from the explosion and then botan is like ah damn it we never got the reward for winning the tournament, which is any wish you wanted. And Yusuke is kind of like, well, who gives a shit? Like, I couldn't have gotten back what I really want, which is for Genkai not to be dead. So yeah. we get into My Nadir, which is episode 66, the last of all of these. And this is Toguro's Wish. So the next day, uh, it's time to leave Hanging Neck Island, which is where this whole tournament's been taking place. Yusuke is still repressing his sadness over Genkai's death. Uh, Koenma returns to the spirit world and has to sentence Toguro, who has to be sent to Limbo, even though Limbo is like the worst thing ever. Uh, He seems to be doing this in penance. And it's worth noting also that his final words before he died were something like, uh, you know, oh, the final piece of uh, Genkai is gone now, which is in reference to himself, because then he collapses and dies. So... We get uh, Toguro's backstory, courtesy of Goenma. More fleshed out. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And really what happened is that Toguro ran a martial arts school before the Dark Tournament that he and Genkai and the rest of them won. And the previous tournament victor, which was a demon named Kyram, murdered all of his pupils. So he like disappeared for a while and then came back and he had this steely gaze. He had this totally detached emotion. And then he wished for himself to become a demon. And the implication to me is that becoming a demon is not just making himself literally physically invincible, but also making himself emotionally invincible by kind of discarding his attachments to other people this is given a lot of talk during the yusuke and toguro fight that uh toguro discarded all the things that made him weak and as he sees it that is attachment to others while yusuke is saying no the attachment to others is what makes me strong again we're going to unpack this more but basically uh it's then indicated that Toguro arranged pretty much all of what happened like from the first moment that he saw Yusuke in the fight uh with whoever you know way back two years ago when we covered that whole thing yeah Um, right when they had fought with like Tarukane and all that shit yeah right right rescuing Yukina um he he sort of arranged this whole thing to bring out Yusuke's full power Uh, That was kind of the goal of all of this. And also, he handed over Genkai's corpse to Koenma. So, like, Toguro encounters Genkai's spirit at the gates to Limbo, and they have a little conversation where he says, Yusuke still needs someone to watch over him so he doesn't turn out how I did. 
and you know she calls him a dimwit which is also her pet name for yusuke so that's kind of yeah. cute and then uh you know everybody's sad because genkai's dead and they're about to leave the islands but wait actually she's alive koenma brought her <laughs> yeah. back to life and that's where we leave things yeah right <laughs> which okay yeah <laughs> like... so we're gonna get to the break when we get back, yeah. we're going to unpack this because, again, I, I know I keep saying this, but I have a lot of thoughts no, on this. And I, they, I do, too. They, they go beyond my usual, I really hate it when characters who are dead come back to life. Um, so we're, we're going to get to the break. When we get back, we'll talk about what we thought about this block, uh, talk about what we thought about the Dark Tournament saga in general, and then all the other stuff that we do. A little past 20 and it's over. I should have went on more dates. Yu Yu Hakusho will return in a moment. Hey there everyone, it's Michael just doing what I always do, coming at you during the break to give you some acknowledgements. Our opening and closing music is, as always, Vapor Diving, and the music for the bumpers is Monkeys. Both of these tracks are by Anatech, that is A-N-I-T-E-K, you can find more of their music on SoundCloud. Rights were secured through Gemendo. Our next full episode will release November 11th, and tune in next week for a discussion of Katsuhiro Otomo's Memories. As always, you can submit a topic or show suggestion for minisodes via DM on facebook.com slash hbpod, twitter at hbpod, or you can email us at hyperspacebroadcastpod at gmail.com. If I were a betting man, I'd wager Hiei starts resorting to his desperate measures soon. And now, back to Yu Yu Hakusho. So, we're back. Peter, what did you think about this block? Um, you know, everything about, uh, everything about, like, the fights up through to the end of Togoro and all that. Togoro's motivations, thought that was all excellent. Thought the fights against all of Togoro's goons were really cool, unique, the kind of stuff I've loved about this whole tournament. <laughs> to address the elephant in the room, the random revival of two characters who died, though, is like the one thing that bothers me, especially Genkai's death. Yeah, um, absolutely. Kuwabara, I can like kind of accept, like, okay, I mean, like, I really still really liked the. Like, here's the thing for a show, this show handles death really well. And it makes it really bizarre to me that despite handling death really well when characters supposedly really die, <laughs> it it is the most cowardly about actually killing off its characters. Right. Whereas like something like DBZ, of course, the, the common comparison for us, but DBZ is like uh, pretty cowardly about killing off its characters. It never does, in fact. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, not really at all. I don't think ever even the villains exist in hell and come back for some stuff yeah like, i mean well if you count generally movies, not but... cell is basically the only main villain who is like permanently dead yeah if, that's if true. you count yeah. super not to spoil some stuff that happens in super sure I guess, but... yeah and boo comes back of course because he's always hanging out but yeah, yeah like yeah characters in that show like yeah that show's pretty cowardly about addressing death ever and like it kind of 
cheapens things overall a little bit because it's like, well, okay, what's the risk? I guess if they all fail, then they can't be revived. <laughs> so they have to at least one guy survive. <laughs> right, right. But, <laughs> and then, like, uh, but in this show, like, yeah, when Kuwabara dies, when Genkai dies, it's like a huge deal, and they handle it really well. They go through it. They like go through Yusuke's emotions and make a lot of good points about it. And then they just, on a whim, reverse it in the end. And, like, it just seems like, well, okay. Like, I mean, we could have just had that character die. Like, and, and it, I was thinking about it, too. There's a moment after the tournament um, when they're packing up and getting ready to leave that K- K- or Yusuke talks to Kurama and is like, well, as we were able to communicate with her. He's trying to communicate with uh, with Yeah, with Genkai again. Poo basically yeah and he's like talking work. to Pooh and yelling at Pooh. he's like come on what the fuck talk to me and and grandma's like no here's the thing like she was in the interim world between death uh and probably was powerful enough to stay there for a while but i think she's the fact that she's not talking to you means she's crossed on to like the actual farther realms upon of the afterlife so you can't talk to her she's gone and it's like that's a, another like good emotional moment that makes sense yusuke like kind of tries to cover his emotions and like kind of marches off and it's like pissed right, off about right. it stomps off yeah and in a way that i really thought was delivered well and like that moment happens in the same episode that genkai just magically poops back into existence and it's like why like we could have had this care like i like genkai but come on the death was so good like we could have had this character stay dead what are you doing and and kuwabara Kuwabara, you could have had at least returned to life in a way that makes sense in the show. Right. Like, instead, instead of just of like, like, I was faking it. Like, oh, yeah. cool show. You just lied to us. And yeah. now you're like, dumbass. Whereas you believed Kuwabara what I told hasn't, you. Like, Kuwabara hasn't had like the spirit detective deal that Yusuke's had. Kuwabara didn't die and then come back as a spirit detective. They could have done that. That would have been really cool. Nope. Nope. He just, no, he's just didn't alive. die and faked it for some reason. <laughs> Well, to, in order to read get the Yusuke, yeah, right. Like he knew what he was doing, but it's still weird. Okay, yeah. So that that actually pretty much builds up my big problem with the end of this arc. Like, I mm-hmm. I will generally say also, I really liked these fights in particular. Like these fights are well handled. They're interesting. They all feel very different, even more so than previous fights in the dark tournament. It, it almost goes into different styles to an extent, just with the very DBZ style fight of, uh, Bowie and Hie and like the sort of trying to kill a thing that can't be killed fight between Mm Kuwabara and elder Togoro. There's a lot of really cool stuff in this arc. Um, or in this like block of episodes and really in this arc in general, the dark tournaments fine uh, overall for me. However, I absolutely hate the way that it ends. And Mm. to be honest, it kind of ruins the whole thing for me, the way that they end this. And I'm, I'm going to try to make this as concise as possible, but uh, bear with me because I have a lot to say about it. So I guess starting with the deaths, like, yeah, this, this is a common problem for me. I really hate it when shows do this. I feel like you're having your cake and eating it too by killing off a character and then having all this emotional stuff happen because of it and then bringing them back. I find it not dedicating yourself to the challenge of, of yeah, having them that character. remain dead. I find it especially egregious in this case, especially with Genkai, because we have like multiple 
other flashbacks of Genkai's death and why that matters throughout this block of episodes. I mean, yeah. you have a whole emotional thing where Kuabara learns that Genkai is dead, and then that turns up all this stuff. And it's then like she's multiple, just not. Uh, multiple like, episodes worth of content about her death and why that matters and how that ripple affects everything. Exactly. And then, nah. Exactly. And then she's just not dead. And... I mean, Kuwabara is a, uh, in in the same way as you feel, it's kind of a lesser thing because it's so immediate, but it's still very frustrating. Yeah. Um, with Genkai, I feel like it's especially bad, though, because yeah. to me, the contrast between Toguro and Genkai is that Genkai is willing to grow old and die, and Toguro is not. And so making it so that when she does die... You know, the thing that Toguro refused to do, refused to mm -hmm. age, he refused to decay, basically, and she was willing yeah. to do that and then pass on her teaching. Having her come back, to me, just kind of undercuts the entire point of that contrast. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the whole contrast between them is that she can accept her own death. So having her come back after she dies just why like it, yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say about it it just feels like she's just Toguro now which kind of sucks because Toguro was kind of a monster like it, it she just becomes the thing that she was held in such contrast to in a way that I really don't like yeah I mean like I get the logic of Toguro saying like he needs a teacher you don't want him to be like me like that I can understand like why they would choose to go in that direction but it yeah it really does it just undercuts the theme of like the entire arc <laughs> right of. exactly and and similarly like I really don't like some of the revelations about Toguro at the end I think the backstory that he ran a school and that all of his students were slaughtered and so he made this decision to become a demon and become both uh, physically and emotionally invulnerable by like doing this thing. I think that's great, but mm -hmm. it really irritates me that he kind of intended for all of this because yeah, what, what this all comes down to for me is, and to be fair, this is also like kind of an emotional thing for me personally. So I alluded to this a bit earlier, but like to me, the whole point of this arc and really the fight between Yusuke and Toguro is that Toguro believes that uh, you can cut yourself off from other people and that makes you stronger. That is why he became a demon in the first mm -hmm. place. At least that's my interpretation. Emotion, he became a demon. Emotion and attachment to others, yeah, that is a source of weakness. That, yeah, is a source of weakness, while for Yusuke, it's a source of strength. And Yusuke pretty directly calls Toguro out on this during the fight. He says, no, you think it's weakness, you're a coward. You were running away from it. That doesn't make you strong. Yeah. Like, and also the whole fight between Yusuke and Toguro with that context does a thing that is what I like about a lot of anime fights, especially Gundam, I realized, which is that basically the fight is just a literalization of a philosophical mm -hmm. oh, argument. Yeah. That's it's a lot like, of people yelling at each other about philosophy <laughs> while cool, cool yeah, shit right. happens in the background. Right, and that's Gundam, totally, but like it, it in this case, it becomes a fight not between Yusuke and Toguro, but to me, between the ideals of 
what is strength versus what is weakness mm -hmm. with regards to attachment to others. There's a honestly brilliant metaphor yeah, there yeah. of Toguro making himself literally physically invulnerable, standing in for this kind of emotional vulnerability or invulnerability. Mm -hmm. And that Yusuke is not invincible physically, nor is he invincible emotionally. But again, he's the stronger person. It, it turns the fight into an argument and both sides are presenting their, I don't know, evidence, I guess. And then in the end, Yusuke wins because I agree. I think that that's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, vulnerability, allowing yourself to be hurt is part of what makes a person strong. And like, I have an emotional attachment to this because I, at one point in my life, probably like a lot of other young men, kind of thought Togro was correct. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I, uh, when my first like major adult relationship ended, I was emotionally crushed. And basically, my thought was, okay, well, I just will never do this again. I'll just be invincible because I won't let myself be yeah. hurt. I won't even try. I will just be invincible. And I had a serious argument with a friend of mine, which is basically what this argument mm -hmm. is. It's like, no, that's not actually making you better. It's much worse. You're hurting yourself for no reason by doing this. So that said, it really, really, really sucks that it turns out that Toguro actually isn't convinced by Yusuke's argument. He just always thought this, and this whole thing was a ploy to get Yusuke to realize it, to me. Like, Toguro does not end the fight realizing that he's the last piece of Genkai and that he does still care about her and that Yusuke is correct. He always thought that. Is that really what's... He he has always thought that from the beginning. Is that really what, what they imply at the end, that he always completely thought it? Like, I know he planned... He may have planned to, like, I guess... I guess if he did plan it all, then that would be the case. Right. And I, I just think that, honestly, just takes a shit on the entire emotional arc of this whole goddamn saga. Mm -hmm. Like... If if the emotional arc of the whole saga is Yusuke having to realize this in opposition to someone who is arguing the opposite, and then finally coming to the conclusion, literally saying to Togro, I used to respect you, I used to think you were strong, but now I know the truth, and the truth is that you're weak, and I am strong, because I have these attachments. I, I yeah. don't know, like, I, I think that Togro planning all of this and kind of knowing that the whole time sucks. I think it legitimately drains most of the real emotional attachment that I got out of this out of it. And, you know, furthermore, like the characters dying and coming back is a similar thing. Like if, if the whole point is that Yusuke has to recognize that you you have to love people and the the pain of loss is worth living through because that's what makes you yeah. strong having the characters who made him realize that die and then come back means that he doesn't actually have to struggle with the loss of those people he did for yeah. a moment but he doesn't have to struggle with the ongoing emotional fallout of such a thing and that sucks 
it, it just it just ruins it for me, mm -hmm. honestly. Like, which is really annoying because I think that the whole, like, I think that point, that point of emotional attachment makes you strong, like being in touch with your emotions is strength, not weakness, is a great message for a shonen yeah. show in oh, yeah, particular. For sure. It is in its own way, like kind of a critique about that kind of masculinity where it's like, well, I, I need to shut myself right. off from the world, you know? Um, and yeah, right. I, I need to just bear it. Yeah. Emotionally. And in Shonen, that's, that's um, amazing. And it, it's kind of like, it kind of points out, cause that is a, um, I feel like that's a conflict that's in a lot of Shonen shows, you know, like for sure, but never as eloquently, uh, as eloquently put, but like, it's always like, yes, I have the power of me and my friends fighting together and we will defeat you because we're together and we're friends, you know, defeating the villain who's right, secluded right. and alone and extremely powerful somehow. And like, that's, that's like every, that's a lot of anime <laughs> is that, but I don't think anything yeah, absolutely. quite, uh, quite kind of sells it in the way that this show does. And then, yeah, to, to, turn it on its head like that in the end especially just like it's kind of just an afterthought almost that's frustrating right exactly like he he doesn't have to do anything for genkai to come yeah, back right. really she just is back i mean i guess he has to win sort of but like uh, i don't know i just honestly it ruins it for me which is extremely frustrating because and to be honest i think also like the the point that i made earlier about a fight as argument like as a literalization of argument yeah. is part of the reason that i don't like tournament arcs that much because most of the fights aren't that really at yeah all. that's true like most of the fights are just kind of you know there for the action yeah yeah and i think like looking back i think that's one of the reasons that i really like uc gundam in particular because uc gundam's the one that's full of that shit is like yeah and it's more fight war and philosophy than it is it's you know yeah Certainly right not, like g gundam style fighting <laughs> <laughs> i mean g gundam has some of that too but like yeah i, I th like that's the reason i really enjoy those shows i think like i'm realizing now is because it's not just fighting for the sake of it there is it, it is fighting as argument and, and I, that's I get, a really cool way to frame it and i get that with tournament arcs too why that's weaker you know because it's all these random characters it's more just fluff you know you're introducing cool powers and stuff but there, there's exactly. no argument there because you don't know these characters well enough they just seem they can come off at best as like generically evil um yeah right with right. the exception like, i guess of Jin, who's like actually kind of friendly and cool <laughs> but well yeah and and you know like it's it's not like this whole tournament arc was terrible or anything. It's no. just I I think I'm realizing that's one of the reasons that I that tournament arcs don't work as well for me yeah, because yeah. there isn't that extra level of I guess concept to it or, or to a lot of the fights. But I I don't know. Like it, it's so frustrating to me because I actually really liked how things ended up. Yeah, with Togro and Yusuke fighting and having this sort of philosophical debate, if you will. And then also Togro seemingly realizing at the end that he's wrong uh, as, as his last moment. And then going into the afterlife and being like, I have to pay penance for the things that I've done. Yeah. Right. And then after that, it's like, except that I kind of already felt that way. And uh, also now the characters that, 
Yusuke had to deal with the death of are alive again. Uh, so he doesn't really have to deal with that long term. Um, and everything's kind of set back to the way it is, but not in a way that it seems like it's going to grow necessarily. Like, yeah. And it's just super frustrating for me. So I, I, I guess to get into recommendation, like, I think that's pretty much where we're heading. I really yeah. don't know personally. Wow. I, yeah. I, I really love certain things about this, but I do feel like the end kneecaps almost all of the stuff I liked about this whole saga. So I think I'm going to say revisit. Like, it still looks cool. Honestly, this saga, this arc avoided a lot of the stuff I didn't like about Yu Yu Hakusho the first time around. So that's nice. But I, it just it just botches the landing so bad for me mm. that I kind of hated it. Like, which sucks. Yeah. Damn. Um, I, for me, I would say it's a visit. Um, I do like, I do agree with your points and, um, I don't know if I totally buy, like, I have to, <laughs> I'd have to revisit the text exactly, but like, <laughs> I didn't get totally get the vibe that like, completely everything including i knew this all along in my heart toguro had planned everything in advance you know more so than like i think he had planned everything in advance in that like he wanted to have the final showdown with genkai and genkai's pupil to like prove once and for all that he is right maybe i don't know mm -hmm. but i have to revisit <laughs> I have to revisit i have to you know check out that episode and the dialogue there again to to kind of double check yeah, um, right, because right. if and, it is if it is as you're saying, yeah, that's pretty fucking stupid and really and, annoying. And I, yeah, and I will admit that some of this is my interpretation too. Mm -hmm, like, yeah. it's just it, it frustrates me that like at the end of the day, Togro's flaw is that he allowed grief to rule him. Yeah, and to to make him put up walls. And it's so frustrating for me that the show doesn't give Yusuke the option of that having too. to fight yeah. against that. <laughs> and that, regardless, that is that's in the text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. Right. Um, and yeah, there are disappointing aspects of that where like a lot of amazing potential is kind of lost to like really make this a really great show. Um, and instead, it's like this is a really great shonen show this is a really great shonen arc but right, there's some right. issues at the you know where they fuck up and stick in the landing in the end uh i would still say i recommend this arc as a visit um i still think it's it's very well done and um i think the dub is fantastic it's got like some of that 90s edge to it but in a way that's right, mostly right. just fun instead of like anything that makes you want to cringe um <laughs> yeah and unfortunately they avoid the like that other 90s dub thing where they just swear constantly for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself, Although, you old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Demon City Shinjuku. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, like that stuff can be fun, but I, I feel like it hits a good balance between that kind of feeling and like a more a more genuine thing. Yeah, for sure. It's got some like, yeah, it's got some real genuine heart to it that I, I, I need in the show that I really love, you know, mm -hmm. even if you have like the funniest show ever, if there's not even a little heart in it, it's like, eh, whatever, like I can drop this. Um, Yeah, so, so that's that, I guess. Damn. Yeah, right. So <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho, the Dark Tournament arc. Um, We'll be back to Yu Yu Hakusho in about a year, probably. Hopefully yeah. we'll 
not wait as long as last time uh, to cover this show again. Because, again, for what it's worth, I think there's a lot of positive stuff about this show. I just think that, uh, for me, it kind of screwed up the stuff that I actually liked out of it. Um, Yeah, right. Uh, as far as the bet goes, Toguro does not fully power up for two episodes, and even then, it's a fake out, and he's yeah. still not yeah. at full still power. Still has a shittier, uglier form. So, so that means Doke that won I that won. Bet. Doke won overall. Yeah. So, uh, what we're going to be watching next time is Outlaw Star. So, Ooh, boy. I I tried to revisit Outlaw Star myself, uh, and had a hard time getting into it because the main character is a real prick uh in a way that i don't like very much but there is a decent amount of stuff to like about outlaw star so i think hopefully if we're both watching it maybe i'll be able to get into it more spaceships with arms and swords Uh, that's some dumb stuff let me tell you (laughs) uh, did you watch it as a kid um you know i don't actually remember watching it that much i think i probably watched it once or twice like maybe one or two episodes i remember the promos extremely vividly though because i really love the design of the k pirate guild um they're like foot soldiers look really cool and they have mechs and you know i I loved the mechs so i totally drew that stuff in my notebooks all the time like it's it's one of those shows for me um yeah yeah it's like me and tenchi universe for some reason (laughs) it's like the worst tenchi (laughs) but you i didn't do that i was like draw like that lightsaber that like runic looking lightsaber thing it's like so cool draw that shit i totally get that oh yeah yeah, no, real. drawing in the margins notebooks, dumb anime stuff. That is basically yeah. why we do this podcast, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what our pod that is our podcast aesthetic. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> I think it is, really. It's looking so, back at those. Yeah, uh, right. So that's what we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks. Uh next week we're going to be watching Memories, which is a nineteen ninety-five anthology of animated shorts. Uh, it's executive produced by Katsuhiro Otomo and based on several of his manga short stories. And it was adapted for the screen by Satoshi Khan. And awesome. uh, there's also some other like well-known people associated with it. So I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while since we've done an anthology. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. They're always fun. So Yeah, right. They're always fun when they're not based off of something that already exists, <laughs> like Batman or yeah, Halo. Yeah, sure. I mean, even those usually those have at least terrible, one yeah. short that's like, yeah, I, I really like this, uh, even yeah, if they're right. not all hits necessarily. But And I think I've seen one of these shorts and it was like really awesome, I, I, at least parts of it. So I'm excited yeah, to watch I've, this. I've, I've been looking forward to it. I just keep seeing it on my uh, Amazon list and I'm like, we need to watch this at some yeah, point. So nice. we're going to do it. Uh, but until then, I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter Eby. And join us next week for Memories. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're staying safe and sane in a turbulent time, at least in America, although I'm sure there are uh, turbulent times elsewhere in the world, too. This podcast is in support of Black Lives Matter, and if you check the relevant post on our website, that being the post titled Black Lives Matter, there are links to charities and lists of charities that you should really donate to if you have the means. Obviously, none of these donations go to us in any way. We're just trying to spread the word, even with our tiny platform. Anyway, if you want more of our content, follow us over at facebook.com slash hbpod and twitter at hbpod, where we post all of our episodes, as well as additional content related to what we've been watching. This is also a great way to get in contact with us if you're so inclined. Of course, subscribing on your podcatcher app of choice is also a surefire way to stay up to date. And while you're there, please consider leaving us a review 
See you next week for Memories.